Lord, we thank you so much for this awesome day you've given us today. Lord, the chance to just come together and just, uh, Lord, just enjoy each other's company. Lord, to really lift you up, to exalt you in this place. Lord, that we would exalt your name in everything we do. Lord, I pray that through this message that you are exalted. Lord, that it's not about us, but it's all about you. Lord, we thank you and praise you for it. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just hover in this place. Lord, that we would just feel your presence right now as we sit here. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The message this morning is entitled, The Wind and the Waves. If you'll remember the last few weeks, we spoke about seed, time, and harvest. Over the last few weeks, we spoke about those things, and and we're not going to go over the material again, even though it was good material, and I encourage you to listen to it on podcast. Uh, But we're not going to go over the material again, but I bring it up because the message today, uh, the content of it comes from the same chapter in Mark that we were dealing with, seed, time, and harvest. So it comes from the same chapter, but just directly after Jesus had been speaking to them about the parables. So we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 4. In verse 35, if you have your Bibles with you, if you don't, then please go to the PowerPoint. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 37 says this. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now, this is not the only account of this uh, this story in the Bible. This is not the only account. There's actually an account of here in Mark chapter 4. There's also an account from Matthew in chapter 8 and from the book of Luke in chapter 8 as well. But by looking at all three accounts, we're able to kind of see what truly happened in this time. So instead of having to go back and forth between Matthew, Mark, and Luke and going back and forth here and looking there and looking there, I've decided to do all that for you. Is that okay? So we're going to look at all the accounts together to really be able to see a truly accurate picture of what happened. So let's set the stage here. Jesus has been ministering to the people. He's been ministering to the crowds. In the book of Matthew, he talks about how he was healing people and casting out demons. In the book of Mark and Luke, it talks about how he was telling parables and doing teaching. So we know that in this time, Jesus is teaching people, he's healing people, he's ministering to people, he's casting demons out of people, he is doing the work of ministry. Amen? In fact, it says that the crowds got so large that he had to take a boat offshore so that he could speak. The crowds got so large, so immense, the Bible says that it was a great multitude. Now, if, if, if you know anything about uh, the way that the Bible uses numbers and words, the word multitude, how many people do you think that was? Thousands? The word multitude means hundreds of people? That's all right. The word multitude means 50 to 100,000 people. 50 thousand to a hundred thousand people that they were imagine all these people clamoring against the shore jesus is i mean it's 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 a bit overwhelming all these people are clamoring to hear what the master has to say and so because all these people are are just basically the bible says at one point they were thronging him 
you know, thronging him means they were pushing against him. They were, they were pushing against him. It, it could have become violent. They were pushing against him. They were trying to get to him. They were, they, they were desperate for healing. They were, desperate, they were desperately trying to get to Jesus. And so to do the teaching, he takes a boat and he goes off of the shore just a little bit to where the crowd is there and he can do the teaching. So this is the setting here. People were pushing towards him. He's teaching them. And he's been preaching and teaching and he's been ministering to people. But night was on its way. Night was coming. As night approaches, he's just spent. He's spent. One commentator said this, because the people weren't leaving. He said this, he could not land from the boat, which had been his pulpit, for that would have plunged him into the thick of the crowd. And so the only way getting away from the throng of people was to cross the lake. But even there, he was followed. You'll see here that there were other boats with him. So they took, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. I want you to think about the culture of celebrity that we live in. It's kind of strange. You might not have thought about it in this way, but Jesus was a celebrity of the day. Now, you have to understand that as he's preaching to people, as people are being healed, as people are being set free and delivered, everybody is hearing about this Jesus. And so the people, are the, the crowd is coming up. He has to move away from the shore into a boat so that he can say what needs to be said. And even as he's leaving, people are following him in boats. Have we ever thought about this before? Or we just go, you know, Jesus, you know, he just wanted to go on the boat and there was other boats on the lake there with him, I guess. No, these boats were following him. These boats were, were, were pushing hard after him. There was him there was the disciples and the boats. The crowd was overwhelming in size. They had seen what Jesus had done and was doing, and they wanted to follow him. But as they are crossing the sea, this great storm rises up. As they are crossing the sea, this great storm rises up. The Bible, in some ways, calls it a mighty tempest. I like that word, tempest. It rises up. It's, it's this violent storm. And as the storm rises up, the waves begin to grow in size and strength. The waves begin to, to grow in, 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 until it starts to cover over the boat. Come up and over the boat. In this it says a furious squall. We don't really use those words anymore. We don't use words like squall or tempest. This mighty storm. And I want you to imagine you're in the boat. Have you, how many ever gone on a boat before? How many ever been in a boat during a storm? How large was the boat? 300 people on it? Imagine you're on the boat. And you're, you're going along, and, and these boats weren't 300 people. I want you to imagine you're on a boat that fits maybe 20, maybe 25. And you're on the boat, and I mean, you got to pack them in to get to 20, 25. 
and you're on the boat, it's just an old fishing boat, in the middle of this lake, and the storm rises up, and now the worry begins to creep into your mind. You see the dark clouds on the horizon. You see the, the lightning hit. You say, oh, it's, it's time. How many ever been there where you're in the water and you see lightning or thunder, or you hear it and you say, oh, time to get out of the water. Don't want to get electrocuted, right? Or you're in a pool, and all of a sudden you hear a thunder crack. You go, oh, time to get out of the water. I can imagine that as they're on this boat, this furious squall is coming towards them, and the waves start to come, and they start to crash against the boat. Their thoughts are, we should probably get away from the water. Now, these were experienced fishermen. These were experienced. I mean, they had experience on the water. But when this storm comes up, the waves are breaking over the boat, and the boat becomes nearly swamped. The disciples start freaking out. They start freaking out. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm just going to talk about me. I've been there in my life. I've been there when, when it seems like the, I see the storm on the horizon. Or sometimes it's not even that I see it on the horizon. It's, it's just, it just comes up all of a sudden in my life. Do you know what I'm talking about? There are times in your life where a storm will come up, where the waves will start crashing around you. And the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. What does that mean, nearly swamped? Before the waves and the water took it over. Have you ever been there in your life? I've been there. You get to a place in your life and there's a storm that happens. There's waves that are crashing down. It doesn't seem like, seem like the wind will ever stop howling. The waves are coming down. You feel them crashing against the side of the boat. There's fear that you're just not going to make it. I've been there. An anxiety sets in. A panic sets in. Maybe you saw the storm at the distance and thought, well, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I know we're headed towards it, but it's not that big a deal. And instead of veering off course, you, you, you I don't know why we do, we do this. We just keep running towards the storm. And pretty soon, soon that storm is upon us. It knocks us off our feet nearly covers us with its waves. These storms that, that some are avoidable, but some are just unavoidable. It's just life. We live in this life where the storms of life will rise up, where the waves will crash, where the wind will howl. Maybe the storm is in your marriage this morning. Maybe the storm is in your marriage this morning. Maybe, maybe you say, you know, we got married and we loved each other and it was beautiful. There was this romance and now I can't hardly stand the sight of them. Now I can't hardly stand the sight of them. There's so much anger. There's so much vitriol. There's so much infighting and hurting and we're hurting each other. We're hurting the children. 
there's a storm in my marriage. Maybe the storm is in your finances. Say, God, I don't know how I got here. I tried to put away. I tried to save. I lost my job. I, I, I hurt myself, medical bills, whatever it is. And all of a sudden now, the, the storm of finances are crashing against your life. The wind and the waves. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe there's a storm with your children. Maybe, God, I, I want them to serve you. God, I long for them to serve you. But everywhere I go, they just keep running into rocks. Everywhere we go, they just keep running into the storm. Maybe it's with your job. You may feel like every aspect of your life is more waves crashing down around you. And you start freaking out. Because that's what the disciples did. The disciples started freaking out. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Go to the next scripture. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. (laughs) I can't imagine this. The storm has come, the waves are crashing, the wind is howling, and Jesus is sleeping. (laughs) He's in the back of the boat, fast asleep. In describing the setting of the boat, one author took note of this. There was a leather, perhaps wooden, movable seat in the stern for the steersman. The stern of the boat is the very back of the boat. There was probably a leather or perhaps wooden movable seat there on which a wearied man might lay his head while his body was stretched into the bottom of the boat. It was a hard pillow for sure, which only exhaustion could make comfortable. But it was soft enough enough for a worn-out Christ who had apparently flung himself down in sheer tiredness as soon as they set sail. The boat was rocking, the waves were crashing, the wind was howling, and the disciples were freaking out, but Jesus was sleeping. But Jesus was sleeping. What comes next is a question that if we are honest with ourselves, we have all asked when storms have come our way. What comes next is a question that we have all asked when storms have come our way. Go to the next slide. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? (laughs) Teacher, don't you care if Jesus, don't you care if the storm overtakes my life? Jesus, don't you care if the winds and if the wind and the waves are crashing down around me? Don't you care? If we're honest with ourselves, we've been here. I've been here. The language that's used here uh, denotes a frustration on the part of the disciples. It, 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 there's a little bit of disrespect here. 
The disciples are freaking out. The wind is coming. The waves are crashing. And Jesus is sleeping. So the, the, their one author said, it's like if somebody is working really hard and you look at your coworker and they're just relaxing. Have you ever been there? And so there's this kind of like, are you kidding me? We're working. And he's sleeping. We're freaking out because the storm is coming. The boat is nearly swamped. We're all about to drown and you're sleeping? The disciples wake him up and they say, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care that the storm is about to overtake the boat, about to overtake our lives? Jesus, don't you care that the storm is about to overtake my marriage and my kids and my finances? Don't you care? Won't you wake up and do something? Have you been there? I'm I'm going to be real this morning. Let's be transparent this morning. I've been there. Jesus, don't you care? It's interesting that in the middle of the storm, we are so easy to forget the other storms that he has brought us through. It's interesting that when we're in the middle of the storm, it's so easy to forget the other storms that God has brought us through. Romans chapter 8 and 31 says this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give all these things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I want to go to verse 38, the same chapter. It says this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons or present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? But we forget How many times do we forget that neither death, nor life, nor height, nor death, nor angels, nor demons, nor powers, nor anything will be able to separate us from the love of God? How many times when we're in the middle of the storm, when the waves are crashing down, when the wind is howling, Jesus, wake up. I'm going to drown. You don't understand what's going on in my marriage, in my finances, in my job, in my kids. You just don't understand. Jesus, please wake up. But we forget. If we look back in Mark, we see a response to the disciples that is nothing short of miraculous. It says this. In verse 39, he got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, peace, be still. 
Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Let me read that again. The disciples are freaking out. Jesus, wake up! He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Peace, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That gets me excited. You know why? Well, that gets me excited. Because no matter how powerful the storm is in my life, I know that at any moment, my master is going to step in with three words that are going to change everything. No matter what the storm is in my life, I know that at any moment, listen, over your marriage, peace, be still. Over your finances, peace, be still. Over your storm, peace, be still. This is, we're in the middle of a storm. The waves are crashing. The wind is howling. The, the boat is sinking. And Jesus just steps out and says three words, peace, be still. I don't know what storm you're facing today. I don't know what storm you're facing today. But he got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, peace, be still. I believe that God shows us this account in three ways. He shows us through three different authors the same account of him calming the storm, not just here, but in your life. The calming power of God. Whatever waves are causing you to doubt, the storm calming power of his presence, I would pray this over you. Peace. Be still. Why? Why? Why Why peace be still? Steve, peace be still. Eric, I don't know what the storm is, but I would say peace be still. Why? Why Why peace be still? Why? Because of this. Because if God be for me, who in this world can be against me? What does the scripture say? Go to the next one. If God be for me, this is what, I'm sorry, go back to, but it doesn't matter. Why? Because if God be for me, tell me who in this world can be against me? There's an old song. I don't know if you know it, but if God be for me, tell me. Who in the world can be against me? You know that song? In the darkness of night, he is the light that shines within me. I will not fear. Come on. If God be for me, who in the world? God, I got the storm. I got the storm. I got the wind. I got the waves. He comes out and says, peace, be still. Why? Because if God be for me, who in the world can be against me? In the darkness of night, he is the light that shines within me. Here we are. Jesus has spoken. The wind has died down. The waves have calmed. Jesus looks at the men, and in verse 40 says this. 
Why are you so afraid? (laughs) Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I got that that kind of cuts a little bit. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Don't you remember the storms I've taken you through before? Don't you remember the the times where I've gotten you through? Don't you remember the storms where I've I've said in your life, peace, be still? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Then the next verse says this. It's not on there? That's all right. It says this. That they were terrified. That they were fearful in some some ways. They were terrified. They were fearful. In fact, they say, who is this man that even wind and waves obey him? I don't know what your storm is today. I don't know what your storm is. But I know that the master is right there with three words. Peace. Be still. I don't know in what area it is. Jenny, if you could come play. I don't know what area it is. If you said just peace, be still. If God before me, tell me who in the world could be against me in the darkness of night. He is the light that shines within me. I will not fear. I'm not alone because he is my father and he calls me his own. If God before me, tell me who in the world could be against me. I don't know what your storm is this morning. I don't. There's some who are going through some storms in their life internally. They've never spoken it to anybody. There's some people who are, who are struggling in their lives right now. There's some people who have shared it with others, and there's some that are just dealing with it right here. But if God be for you, who can be against you? I believe that he wants to speak into your storm this morning. I believe that he wants to speak into your storm this morning. I believe that when, when he says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? He wants you to get into the boat and cross the other side. He wants to get you to the other side of the sea. Amen? Amen. Why are you so afraid? Where is your faith? I've brought you through it before. Trust that I will do it again. Amen? Peace. Be still. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this morning. Lord, that you are the calming presence and power over the storms of our life. Lord, I pray this morning, no matter what storm they're facing, no matter what storm, whether it be marriage or finances, just inner turmoil, Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that that peace be still. 
I don't know if it's about their kids or their job or just their lives, but they're going through a storm right now. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name over them, peace, be still. That they would know that they have someone on their side who is an overcomer. That if God be for them, who can be against them? Lord, I don't know the different things that are happening in different people's lives, but Lord, you just laid certain people on my heart. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that whatever storm they're going through right now, I just pray, Lord, peace, be still. Peace, be still. I don't know what the storm is, but peace, be still. Lord, we thank you for your grace in our lives. Lord, we thank you for your mercy in our lives. You say, Pastor David, I'm going through a storm right now. That's me. I'm going through a storm right now. I am struggling. The wind is howling. The waves are crashing. My fear is that I'm going to drown. That may be you this morning. It may not. That's okay. But if it is, will you put your hand up? see these hands that have gone up, Lord. God, these storms that are happening in, these, in their lives. About to just be overtaken. About to be swamped. I pray peace be still. Lord, I pray over Austin and Mel this morning. Lord, I pray that peace be still. If God be for you, who can be against you? There's so many hands that went up around this church this morning. I pray over the storms of their life, peace be still. Lord, we thank you that you rule and reign over the storms of our life. There's so many times where I just say, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care? (laughs) Jesus says, don't you realize the power that I have to just stand up and rebuke the storm, to say, peace, be still. And the wind calms and the waters calm. I pray that for you in your life. I pray that the wind subsides, that the waters calm. In the storm of your life, I pray very simply this. Peace. Be still. Lord, I pray over each person here this morning. Lord, I pray that you would bless them. Lord, I pray that you would keep them. Lord, I pray that you would cause your face to shine down upon them. And that you would give them rest. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week.